0: Yeah, I believe it. (laughs) I mean, I see it every day. So I think it exists. Uh, I don't really buy the sort of like unicorn, you know, like this idea that that's somehow unattainable ideal that a person can satisfy all these things. Episode 67,
1: March 2015. In this episode, Randy J. Hunt, author of Product Design for the Web and Creative Director at Etsy, talks extensively about product design and how they work in the front-end at Etsy. This episode is sponsored by the Draplin Design Company and Field Notes. Um, what is a product designer from your point of view?
0: Well, I'd say a product designer uh, is a designer who's focused on resolving the sort of overall experience of, uh, in this case, you know, uh, a software product. And that is a, it's a very multifaceted sort of problem because it includes both the, an influence over the features and functionality that sort of define what the product is. And in that sense, that, you know, address the need or accomplish the sort of goal that the product's been, you know, described to sort of satisfy. Just the influence over the actual sort of features, like what is it, as well as how it works. Right? So what is the sort of underlying functionality or technology that you know, makes the thing be what it is? And then you know, the part that is probably most obvious or visible is um, what it looks like and how it behaves. Right. So that is really the, the design of the interface, inclusive of the writing that you know, exists in the, in the interface of the software product, and how that product behaves as you interact with it. You know, the choices about what kind of feedback you get when, you know, what kinds of states are sort of available to a to a person using the product when, you know, before it has been used, while it is being used, after it's been used, and sort of the whole sequence of events that would make for the total experience that the person has with that software product, and and some, you know, maybe a couple of interesting examples that point to the sort of broader um, applications that may not exist sort of only in your browser and in your app, or to think about things like the, you know, what is the nature of the push notification you may get related to this experience, uh, what is the content of that push notification, how frequently does it, you know. Like sort of what are the parameters that define the delivery of that push notification? And then when a person interacts with that push notification, where do they go and what information do they get next? Or so there's an interesting example there where I think you know the UI design part of that question becomes sort of less important than some other choices because the UI is really something that's... Uh, uh, sort of defined by the OS or something in, in the case of something like that
1: there's like UI design UX design visual design interaction design information architecture and the likes what's your opinion about splitting up these positions when designing for the web
0: yeah so my general position on this is that they're best when they're blurry you know, and and combined together I think too that those you know some of these disciplines if you look at something like information architecture or the you know the sort of world of UX has Been around sort of under those, under that sort of terminology for quite some time now, okay, a decade, decade and a half or something, and has its sort of own language and point of view about these things, but it's not. They're not mutually exclusive. You know, in a lot of ways, these different, you know, an interaction designer is doing UX or, you know, it's a really it's a really kind of funny thing to hear them even even talked about split up because it's hard for me to see the lines between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them overlap or, you know, different terminology for the same thing. I, I do think that my tendency is to try to compress those things together in the same, you know, to see them together in the same individual and in the same sort of thought Process. I've learned over time that, of course, there are experts in some of these discrete areas, and it can be very helpful to have their point of view or, or to learn from these experts. Look at their writing or their research. But overall, I feel like in the in the process of building the product itself, um, the sort of day to day work that the separations between, the separation between those um, different disciplines isn't particularly helpful. That the sort of generalist across them will ends up making for a better a better overall product experience. One area that I would maybe call out is uh, often in the world that's sort of described as UX. There's a whole set of research and sort of research-driven methodologies that live under sort of that umbrella. And I've often found that there are uh, and in fact we've structured our team this way over time. They're sort of expert researchers who are not, uh, who don't self-identify as designers, aren't sort of generative in the product execution sense, and really see themselves as pure, pure researchers. And I actually find that to be quite productive to have that part of the discipline, a bit more discreet and done by different people. Okay, everybody, my name is Aaron James Draplin. I just got done telling you about my whole life Uh, The good, the bad, the gross, the ugly, the weird, the sinister, the awesome. And now you need to go to draplin.com and buy some killer merch. Draplin.com backslash merch and things that you need, right? Okay, you need to go there and look at this stuff. And then when you're done with that, you need to go to FieldNotesBrand.com and get some memo books. We'll ship them anywhere. If you're listening to this in Vienna, Austria or Vienna, Illinois, hell, wherever that is, we will, we'll ship them there too. Okay, FieldNotesBrand.com. You need these things. $9.95 for a three-pack. Would you pay for coffee today, right? Right, right? You need this stuff. So Draplin.com, FieldNotesBrand.com. And uh, yeah those are the, Those are the only two links you need in your life. There you go.
1: So you believe one can wear all these different hats
0: product designers might need? Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I mean I see it every day, so I think it exists. Uh, I don't really buy the sort of like unicorn you know like this idea that that's somehow unattainable ideal that a person can satisfy all these things i think i think there's a there's this dangerous thing that's happened or a couple of things one is this idea of like the designer who codes and the assumption is or one assumption is this is somehow more efficient almost from a headcount or like cost standpoint you know like i'm a, a person with a small startup i don't have a ton of resources and so if i can get you know in quotes a designer who codes i've kind of got like two people for one and that totally misses the point. I think that is like, if that's what you're expecting to get out of something like that then you will be thoroughly disappointed. It's not, it's not about somehow having, you know, one person do two people's work. Rather, I think it's really important that a, a designer is able to understand the medium in which they're working in really as much as possible in the most deep oh, yeah. in the most with the most detail, the most depth they possibly can. And I'm not supposed to Absolutely. And I don't think that excludes them from also having deep knowledge about other domains as well. The idea that somehow a designer may have great expertise in typography and also be able to build simple web applications from the ground up, to me, doesn't seem impossible. Because I've done it myself. I've seen other people do it. These are the kinds of people we like to hire. And if we're hiring more inexperienced people, the ways we like to develop those people's experience that they're just extremely well-rounded. And and that's not about sort of skating across the surface of those things. We actually expect that they have deep knowledge in several disciplines. <laughs> At Etsy, are there many backend or
1: JavaScript developers who also design? Or is it more f- focused maybe on
0: SaaS code? At Etsy, it's interesting. What would probably typically be identified as a front-end engineering um, in many organizations is the vast majority of that that I would say is easier, and that's not quite a fair <laughs> description, or is more like lightweight, you know, the part of the front end that is about making the interface look or behave as the designer intended, is primarily handled by the product designers. So there are very, very few people in Etsy whose role is to sort of, you know, purely execute markup or CSS or JavaScript, the sort of view layer work. What we do have at Etsy is a is a front end team that's really focused on things like front end performance, and so they do do some of this meta level work, like how can we how can we work with the designers or take what the designers have done and even abstract them another level for sort of performance gains or just to make the overall application easier to work in, right? So maybe we're making some more localized design choices, and they help us abstract those into larger patterns that are more easily applied elsewhere. And so there's a team team focused on that, and it. In that sense, the front-end engineers are quite, quite sophisticated. You know, uh, it's it's much less about making something look or behave the way we want, and more about you know maintaining that appearance or behavior while we're being extremely efficient, maybe from a performance standpoint. And so the nature of how we work, because there's such a blurry line between really that front-end execution and the design, there are some engineers, you know, someone who has engineer in their title, uh, who do contribute to the design experience, and I I mean, in the same way that a product manager might contribute to the design experience, right? We all have ideas, we have, you know, the toolkit in front of us to help execute some things, and um, as you would probably expect, there's a wide range of things. There are some engineers who, like, have design ideas but have terrible design taste, and there are some engineers who have great design ideas and actually quite good design taste, and... You know, it's great to collaborate with the latter, you know. Uh, We're not particularly precious, it's not like only a designer can execute a design, even though they're probably doing that 95% of the time. There are some other people in the organization who contribute to the design, and that's fine by us, (laughs) you know.